and Raising Rare, we are bringing you the story of a young father whose son has an ultra-rare disorder known as Sedegatian type spondial metaphysial dysplasia, or SSMD. My name is Kevin Fryert. Each episode, we will find out what is going on in the life of Sanath and his son, Raghav. We will talk about Raghav's growth and development, ongoing and upcoming research, and the challenges and adventures that raising a child with a nearly unknown condition brings. Come join us to hear the story unfold. Welcome to Raising Rare. This is a special shortened edition where we're going to be talking about our experience hosting the Global Genes event that was called Rare Together, Watch Together, Film Selections from the Disorder Channel. Sonneth and I got to do that just last night. Uh, so it was Friday night, the first night of the Global Genes Conference. And we're going to talk a little bit about what happened before, during, and after, what, you know, how we experienced it from our end. So, Sonneth, what do you want to talk about first? So, the Disorder Channel, I think we should give them a big plug. Um, they've done a fantastic job at collecting top-notch videos explaining what people with rare conditions go through. And, and they have not sort of restricted to, you know, only drug developments or only family stories. They have a wide array of, of selections, including animations, animated movies. And you, you talked about one animated movie that you really liked, which didn't even have tech or speech. So that, that was fantastic. And they actually have their uh, videos playing on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. So if people people could actually go there and watch these movies, these are like films, right? These are 20, 20 minute films. I, I think they're fantastic. Uh, when I watched the movies last night and the nights before, I, I really felt like, you know, they're, they accurately represent what we all go through, and it cannot be done any better. Yeah, I think they do a tremendous job, and they bring in professional producers and cameramen, and they really capture the stories because they know how to do that. And then some of the, the videos that we saw this week were a little more do-it-yourself, it seemed. You know, they were great, but they were more just people just talking in their home and talking through their story. And those were just as powerful. You know, having somebody talk about what, what they've experienced with their child um, and, and their children, their families, and it was great. So I really enjoyed the three evenings, and I really enjoyed doing it last night. So thank you to Global Genes and Disorder Channel and the Assistance Fund and everybody who helped make that happen. I want to talk a little bit about, so how do we get ready for this? Um, it, when I look back at it, I think that we... We sort of ramped up into, oh, no, we've got to really be prepared. You know, once we saw some of the other podcasters doing a great job the nights before us, I think we, we kicked into high gear. I reached out to, to each of the, the moms beforehand to, to get to know them a little bit, and I think that helped. Um, I think you knew at least Lori, and you may have known the other ones, but it helped quite a bit because it wasn't like we were just coldly interviewing them. We, were, we already had a little bit of a relationship, and we knew uh, the backstories. and. Um, so that was a that was part of the preparation. This this whole thing, I, I I never expected it to be this hard. You know, we've been doing podcasts for what several months now, and so I thought it might just be another podcast where you just talk to each other. But it turned out to be much more harder to actually do it live. 
and I think the preparation that we did beforehand came in very handy. It was good to sort of take over the script. It was good to take over the structure of the story and have a theme that connected everything together. I think the, the fact that we did a couple of rehearsals and try runs on this and also speaking to the moms beforehand, I just, just pre- made it everything prepared. To be honest, I, I signed this up on your behalf uh, when when Anne from Global Genes asked me if if we would be okay with hosting. I was like, yeah, we'd definitely be okay with hosting. I'll just let Kevin know. I didn't even <laughs> ask you for permission. Oh, but 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 when you sent the email, it said something. Hey, do you think we could do this? Yeah, if you, if you had said no, I would have I would have still done it myself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would have convinced you to 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 join. Yeah. It- was much harder. You're you're absolutely right. And I think what makes it harder is that you're you know the audience is right there. That you know that they're watching you at that moment. And you don't have the uh, opportunity to say, oh, could we edit that out? Could we take this out? Oops, I said that wrong. Can I start over? No, you're 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 speaking live. The other thing is you're on camera. And it really is a different experience when you're seeing yourself in one of the little screens and see all your little, you know, quirky movements I, that I make, you know. And in fact, I was, I don't know what happened during the closing announcements, but it was like I subconsciously wanted to dance. And so I just started swinging my chair back and forth. I noticed that it, you, you actually had a rhythm going in with your chair movements and your and your speech. It was, it was like a song going on in my head, I think, you know, it was, uh, but it really, I think was, I could see the end. I could see the timer clicking down. We're less than a minute. We're almost done. And it was this stress just kind of leaving me. And so I started bouncing around a little. Um, you're not the only one. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, speaking of stress and backstage, Ramya was asking me last night on why I got really stressed through this event. And she was like, dude, this is just another live live Facebook thing. I mean, there's 100 people watching, but it's not like you're on stage. But, you know, honestly, just having been to Global Genes events, I had been picturing a stage in front of 300 people doing this all along. And uh, in fact, the the software that they used and sort of the production quality that they brought in from Global Genes made it feel like there actually was a stage. And and they used to, they, they call their software as like backstage, right? So they, 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 were, they would bring us in and set us out and so on. So it actually felt like we were on stage. It did. And, and it felt like we were backstage. And no one knows this until I tell this story, but we couldn't get my computer to hook up. It just wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. The, the tech crew called me an hour before we were supposed to meet early, you know, the, the early time when we all met up last night, an hour before, and we were trying everything and it just wouldn't happen and wouldn't happen and wouldn't happen. And I actually had typed out a text. It was sitting there waiting for me to hit the send that said, Sonneth, I can't make it. The, the technology won't work. And that's when the screen popped up and it was just, you know, oh, there it is. And so I erased the text and it was like 7.59 when the screen popped up and we were meeting at eight. And then I sat there and it's like, oh my gosh, oh, okay, I got to be ready to go. And then I was like, wait, we don't start till 8.30. And then everybody started popping in and it was like, oh, okay, okay. I can relax a little. Um, 
but the stress was really high when you think all this work is going to be, you know, changed. You know, it put you in a spot where it's like, yeah, the technology was going to change it. And I hope that, you know, the technology worked well for all, all the people watching because, uh, you know, we could see what was going on backstage too. We could talk to each other. Indeed. I think the technology worked really well. That's what Ramya was saying. Um, it, it, it felt like a very high quality production. I was prepared to go live without you at around 8.15. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was, uh, I was partially just rehearsing, you know, if, if you weren't there, what would I say? And I was just, you know, reading the script of your parts of the script and so on. Um, but I'm, I'm very glad you were able to make it. I think it's the, it's the combination that makes it, you know, more appealing and more personal to people. Besides the technology, what was a tough moment for you? So the toughest moment for me um, was actually, it, it had to do with being backstage. And it was the fact that during the videos, we could see each other. And watching the moms, watching each other's stories was so moving. It just, it sort of grabbed me. And we had told them, hey, gro- grab your tissues if you haven't seen each other's movies. And they all did that before we got started. And I think it was Lori was the first one who had a tissue up to her eyes during, you know, Allison's story about Joshua. And then Allison took her glasses off and started uh, wiping her eyes and tearing up. And that just sort of landed on me really, really hard. And I just thought about how difficult this is for them to do this, to, to have to relive something that's in the past. And in this case, it was 10 years since her son Joshua had passed and to have to watch that again. And this probably isn't the only time she has to watch that and for it to still grab her. And it just, it shows you the deep love we have for our children, but also the, you know, the strength that, that a mom like this can have. And that, that to me was just the, the toughest emotional moment. And that was when we were off stage. So I got my tissues out and wiped my eyes and, uh, and, and got past that. But it really did kind of change my attitude to the rest of the discussion, too. Um, there was less, less, uh, less funny stuff that, that I might have tried to, to interject that I just decided, no, this wouldn't be appropriate right now. I just couldn't talk to Allison. Um, I, I just didn't know how to talk to Allison at all. Uh, it was... It was very moving for me, I, and I, I had to get past that for the next films to be able to talk to these moms. And I'm, I'm really glad we had a script. If not, I would have just blanked out. And I was sitting there watching these movies, and uh, just it just struck me that you know when when Hannah was talking about what what her dreams are and what sort of a person she is, uh, you know, happiness and and sassy. And when Lori was watching that film, I was just thinking of me watching Raghav talk about himself and how it would feel like. And, and it just, you know, it, it stopped me for a moment. I just froze for a moment. I couldn't get past it, but I, I told myself, I really need to get through those two hours. And if I, I'm going to think about Raghav, it's impossible for me to talk to other, 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 other parents. So I I had to, I had to I had to really get back out of out back into the into the into the hosting mode, um, but I can only imagine how hard it would have been for for Lori, Nikki, and uh, and Allison. You were typing things into our Google Doc, our script, 
and you were you were just typing in quotes of things they were saying. It was fantastic. I could I could sense what you were feeling, and it kind of signaled to me like, okay, this is this is being hard on on uh, Sonneth right now. I may need to jump in with a little extra question. I may need to 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 cover a little bit till you till you got back into the script because it just it it was so moving, and that was the part that people didn't even get to see. So that's the you know these virtual conferences and all the stuff we do virtually now is, is one thing. If we had been at a film festival and the moms were sitting there, everybody would have had that same experience of seeing them pick up the tissue and crying, sincerely crying, you know, and, and just going through it one more time. It was, it was really, you know, kind of a, a tough, but a magical moment. Yeah, I, I, I think if we had done this in person, it would have been a very different experience, a very emotionally different experience. I cannot say any, anything else. I mean, it would have been emotionally charging, both in a positive way as well as, as draining. But I, at the end of the day, we all came up, came out of the, of the event with just, you know, success, uh, or at least a feeling of of happiness right a, fe- a feeling that all of us are achieving something towards uh to, towards what what success would look like so to me even though the stories were were very hard for for me to digest at the end of the day it just showed the resiliency that all of us have as humans and and our willingness to continue marching down the path no matter what absolutely so what was your favorite moment my favorite moment was Nikki's son Miles grabbing a candy from his mom, and you know he uh, Nikki asks, "Can you can you share it with me?" And Miles like, "No." That was my favorite moment because, and and in 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 that sequence, um, Nikki tries to open the candy for Miles, and he's like, "No, no, I'll do it, I'll do it," and just the confidence that this kid can actually open the candy. I mean, to me, I was looking at it just like how I would look at Raghav, right? And the fact that he says he could open the candy and he's not afraid to try, uh, given all of the challenges that he's having, it just showed, you know, so, it just gave me so much joy. I think that was the favorite moment through, through the entire two hours. The perspective you're just giving me now of you looking at it through your eyes, through Raghav, and you know, he opened a candy. It wasn't, it wasn't like a, a, you know, a huge accomplishment for Miles. It was good. But you look at it and go, that's such a huge accomplishment. And I think that was kind of the theme that was going through the whole discussion was you kept asking, what is success? What is success? And the success wasn't, you know, yeah, the big success was out there, but the success was today. Success was the next, the next little milestone, the next little accomplishment, the next little, you know, making it to the front door, like uh, Nikki said, um, just meeting those, those little goals and just, yes, continuing forward and upward. I think that, you know, it just that candy, that candy scene was, was just a perfect example of it. I made a note of the, made a note of that in, in our script, Google Doc. I said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I mean that that that, would just, that that just stuck with me. I mean, the kid saying I'll do it, and and Nikki talk, talked about how Miles really wants to just walk off his own, and he he decides he'll do it and he'll do it. It's just just powerful. And these kids are very different; like they're made very different. And I'm I'm very sure that as when they grow up, 
they would be very different human beings than than what you know most of us are end up being right i mean they they've seen the worst of challenges and they cross those challenges and face and 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 try to become a a human being capable of giving back to the world and and that's going to have a whole generation of people that are very different from from who we are i look at kids and people like like these kids you know who have you know a disability and i think about it and i say they don't to them it's not a disability it's just who they are just like I am who I am. You know, I couldn't stop myself from dancing on a chair last night, you know, just because I have nervous energy. Okay. So they learn how to grow up and be themselves and be that human giving back. And what we call a disability is a, it's, it's just them, you know, I, it's normal to them. It's what it's always been. Having said that, we can see, you know, the potential, the, the things that they can do. And like with, in regards case you know when he starts hitting those little victories you know you you're just going to be overjoyed by it and that's his getting used to his normal and him being a human being it will be so great to see you know how that all unfolds and i think you're absolutely right it changes their life we heard that through all three of the speakers how somebody's life was changed in a positive way because of this experience which you'd never say is a positive thing but the outcome was that somebody, you know, changed their life, pursued nursing, science, whatever it is that they've, they've done, whatever their new dreams are. It's fascinating how every single one of them just had a very positive outlook to life. And, and not only, you know, the, the moms, the children and their siblings, everybody had a very positive outlook to life. You know, Allison said that she would want to go back and relive the same journey that she had with Joshua, even though it was one of the toughest things uh, and the hardest things that any human could go through. But I think, you know, we are so wired to look at our, look at life positively um, and, and look at the happiness and the joy we have, especially when we don't have them. Um, and that's when the real sort of human nature takes over, right? We start thinking about, yeah, my Joshua isn't doing great, but we have Joshua. Right. And that's way more happiness than anything else. And Laurie also said the same thing when I asked her what success looked look like to her. It's, it's, it's one happy day and then the next happy day. That, it, 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 it relates to me so much because me and my wife, we are not able to plan beyond one week. We don't even know what more than one week looks like. And we only take it one week at a time. And actually, honestly, one day at a time. Um, and I've read so many numerous self-help books and philosophical books that talk about, you know, today is your gift and just take it one day at a time. That never meant anything to me until I started living this journey through Raghav. And we really understand what that each day is. It's it's a gift. And just having the night roll through and, and the morning come in and, and, you know, starting a bright morning with him is the best gift that we could ever have. So last night we used this metaphor of climbing an unknown mountain and based on last night, what are your new insights or inspirations about that climb? I, I, I don't have any new inspirations, but I had a lot of reinforcement. So through this journey, when I, when I initially started, I said, I was going to find a cure. And then I lowered the bar and said I was going to find a treatment. 
And the difference between a cure and a treatment is cure is permanent change. A treatment is, is a temporary or a, or a relief. And then through this process, uh, I realized that neither a cure nor a treatment is going to permanently change what Raghav is. And he is going to be who he is, no matter what happens. And we started looking at success as a, a higher quality of life for him, even, even though it takes longer to get there, um, and a happy day. And just having all of, all of the three people reinforce and say exactly the same thing when I asked them what success was, it just felt so much reinforcements because then these are people that are accomplishing a lot in their, in, in their life and in their journey, right? In, in finding treatments for their condition and finding treatments for others, helping others as well. And the fact that their outlook with, at what success is, is not related to their day job or their night jobs, right? It's completely different, um, is reinforcing because that is how I've started looking at it. Like I go to work and I, for eight hours, and then I spend the rest of the time doing uh, a lot of the other work necessary for finding treatments for him and then spend time with him. And none of those factor into my mental energy um, because I look at every single day as success. And if I can have one happy day where Raga was happy, my family is happy, and I'm happy, I think that I've, I've done something right today. Yeah, if we even look at the titles from, from last night, a brick in the wall, every second counts, and then life and atrophy. They, they're the titles reinforce that it's every little bit towards the goal helps, and every happy day is is part of that. Um, so that's your you you can have a new theme song, happy day type thing. I have to have a theme song now. Yeah. <laughs> I need to I need to probably sign up um, a, a star from Hollywood to write the theme song for me. There you go, or that guy Jake Tompkins could do it. Oh, um, Jake is amazing. well this is great i think you know in my view if they asked us to do this again i'd do it in a heartbeat i might do it might approach it slightly differently better prepared earlier get the technology working earlier all of those little things but this was a wonderful experience thank you global genes thank you uh ann wolf for reaching out to us and thank you for everybody who watched it and is listening right now yeah thank you everybody this was a phenomenal opportunity i mean we went from just talking between you and me and and now talking among a, a large crowd of people and that was fantastic i think this is a this is a great opportunity one to represent the community um and also an opportunity for us to learn from all these great folks so it was phenomenal raising rare is produced by salem oaks empowering patients and caregivers to shape the future of medicine curegpx4.org is dedicated to finding a treatment and cure for SSMD. You can donate to CureGPX4 on the Raising Rare podcast page or at curegpx4.org. You can continue to follow Raga's story next time on Raising Rare. (laughs) 